And uh, there is something about Wednesday nights. I love it. It is a time to refill the fuel tank. Amen. It is the halfway through uh, of a work week. And we thank God that we've got a place uh, to run to. Uh, a lot of things happening at Abundant Life Center. And uh, this Sunday, somebody shout this Sunday. One service, somebody shout uno. One Lord, one faith, and one service. Hallelujah. And it'll be on Sunday at 10 o'clock. I challenge everybody to be here. Uh, do your best. Invite somebody. I don't know much about it, uh, but I do know we're having service, thank God. My wife says, you can't get here early. And I said, well, I always come early on Sunday. It's my day. She says, well, if you do, you're locked into your office and you can't leave. Uh, but uh, I, I challenge you, be here for Sunday. We'll have one service and we'll put everything we have into it. I believe that God will uh, meet with us in a wonderful, wonderful way. The Harvest Festival is coming up. This is one of my favorite things uh, of the year that Abundant Life Center does. We do a lot of things well, but I'm really, really excited about the Harvest Festival. Many people have come through and uh, we don't celebrate Halloween. So, you know, understand that uh, because... People say, well, Halloween's the devil's day. Well, I've never read in my Bible that the devil made any day. So we're not celebrating a day. We're just having a great time where we could uh, reach our community. And uh, if you'd like to put together a booth or, or give candy, Sister Lisa, we need a lot of candy, right? And a lot of other items. If you can donate and see her, she'll tell you exactly what we need. But it's from 5.30 to 7.30. Going to have a great time. There'll be bounce houses. There'll be free food. And I've had many people that have come every year. They're like, wow, you don't charge anything for this? I said, no, we're trying to love people and serve our world. So I challenge you uh, to get a part of it. It'll be a lot of fun in Jesus' name. November 1st, somebody shout, that's Friday night. Amen. And it is our Section 2 Fellowship Conference. And we haven't really promoted much on uh, these conferences, and shame on me, but it's going to be a great time in the Lord. Our district, our section presbyter, Brother Galen Cantrell, will be preaching in Bakersfield, and uh, our, some of our music uh, team will be uh, ministering in song on Friday night. So I challenge you, take the drive to Bakersfield, and uh, it will be a great, great time. It's 7 o'clock Friday night, uh, just one service. Uh, also, uh, just a little housekeeping, uh, Sister Philpot put this on my desk, and it's a notice of violation. <laughs> Violators will be prosecuted. Uh, we've got some uh, church uh, lots, and thank God, hopefully, by the end of this month, our church lots will be completely sold. Thank God for that, and I believe that is a miracle uh, all in itself, and we'll talk more about that. But We've got five lots right now that we've got to clean up before the 28th of October. Uh, there's some weeds that are growing there. And if you can, boy, girl, young, old, uh, go down and mow them down or weed eat them down. If you could do that, see me after service. Uh, you could do it in increments. You don't have to do them all at one time. But there's five lots or we can get you know, a few people to get involved in that. But if you could do that, I'll show you exactly where they are. So we'll make sure that the city is happy with the Abundant Life Center. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. We're going to receive an offering tonight. And we're going to bless the kingdom of God. Would you stand to your feet tonight? There's a lot of ways to give at Abundant Life Center. You give through Venmo, you give through PayPal, and you can give text to give. Or you give the good old-fashioned way. You can write a check, or you can throw out some, uh, some, some dollar bills, or $20 bills, or $1,000 bills, or whatever the Lord is moving upon your heart. But we do know this, that you'll never, never outgive God. You'll never exhaust the, even the idea of giving because everything that our God represented he gave John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave and so if the more that we're like him is through our giving and so I challenge you to be faithful in that faithful in your tithe faithful in your offerings and let God begin to bless your life you say pastor I haven't been faithful and I, I've been falling well forget about yesterday because you can't change yesterday you can only change today so I challenge you to be faithful on that amen upon the authority of your word I've given and it shall be given to me 
Press down, shaking together, running over. I'm a tither, and I bring my offerings to you, God. I bring them today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked, and the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven, where you pour upon me blessings. That there's not room enough to receive them. Receive jobs, better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received. My whole family is saved and walking with God. Perfect health and abundance to walk in divine favor and blessings. I'm blessed going in. And I'm blessed going out. All that I put my hand into will prosper in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Let's come and be a blessing as you do. Find somebody that you can shake their hand and smile at them and say, I'm glad to see you in church today. your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Turn around to somebody, look them in the eye and say, I'm glad to see you in church today. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 14. Matthew chapter 24, 4 through 14. Bible says, and Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. I've seen that. Kingdom against kingdom. It's happening. And there shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in divers' places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all the nations, and then shall all the end come. I want to talk to you on this thought, the danger of waxing cold. Look to that person next to you beside you. If there's not anybody, point to yourself and say, there is a danger in waxing cold. God bless you, may be seated. Waxing cold. Sister Sissy came to me and said, Pastor, I don't know what you're trying to say. She said, I think it's waxing. And I said, it is a little bit of Miyagi, wax on, wax off. Some of you may know what I'm talking about there. Some of you may not, that's okay. But it's not that kind of, but it's waxing cold. She said, well, I don't, it doesn't make sense. I said, well, just kind of stay tuned. Maybe this will make sense before you leave tonight. So the danger of waxing cold. Jesus is speaking to his disciples about the signs that they could expect to see during the end times. As a matter of fact, we just read it. He lays it all out there in, in this chapter. And so the disciples asked the question, Master, 
What shall be the signs of your coming? And notice of what he says. He says, one of these signs of my returns is this. Many will be offended. Not a few. Not some. But many will be offended. I would even venture to say that every one of you at one time or another, has been offended or has been the offender. Everybody has been offended at one time or another. But he looks to the disciples when they ask, what shall be the sign? He says, one of them is many shall be offended. And can I tell you tonight that that is one of the enemy's greatest attacks. Our adversary's greatest arsenal is in the area of offenses. If he can just get you offended, if he can get you offended over this or over that, he will. Because the bottom line is this, the devil wants to distract you. He wants to derail you. He wants to steal your joy. He's a joy stealer. He wants to take away your victory. He wants you to get your eyes off the goal of heaven and get your eyes on the offense. Well, he did that. She said this. <laughs> he took that. Or that should have been mine. Notice we don't say the devil did this. No, we say that person over there they offended me. That individual did me dirty. They did me wrong. In the last days, many shall be offended. Many will get bitter. Many will be hurt. Many will have that offense upon them. So then we must ask this question. Who are these offended because I think that's a fair question if many shall be offended well then who is them that are offended are they part of the church are they Christians or are they outside of the church non-church goers unspiritual sinners carnal worldly who was Jesus speaking about? Can I tell you tonight? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Let's read on a little. Verse 12 says this. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The danger of waxing cold. Iniquity is going to abound. But the love of many shall wax cold. So the Greek word for love in this verse is agape love. Everybody knows about agape love. There are several Greek words for love in the New Testament. But the two most common words for love are agape and phileo. Phileo defines a love found among friends. It is an affectionate love, but it is conditional. Phileo says, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You treat me kind, and I'll treat you kind. If you're nice to me, and you give me what I like, that I'll be nice to you and I will give back. That is called phileo love. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's phileo love. Can I tell you, that's what this world knows. I'll love you just as much as you love me. I'll be your friend just as long as you'll be my friend. That's phileo love. But the other love, is agape love. Agape love is the love that God has given to every one of us. 
It is the same love that Jesus freely gives to us. It is a love that is unconditional. Some of you parents have agape love towards your kids. Maybe your kids have always done right and have always obeyed your every request, but mine have not. <laughs> they have disobeyed daddy, either by accident or because they wanted to. <laughs> they did things that made dad cry. They did things that made dad mad. But they never did anything that stopped my love for them. Even my daughter called me the other day. And she says, Dad, you baby Tristan a little too much. I said, excuse me? What does that mean? Well, you give him this and that. Every, you just, you dote over him. I said, okay. What do I do for you? Well, I'm not talking about me. <laughs> and I knew you're going to get defensive over that. So I very quickly made a statement. I said, when you become a parent, you can parent the way you want to. Can I tell you, being a parent, I've been around a lot of people that have tried to parent my kids. Let me give you a 411. You treat your kids the way you want to. But I'm going to treat my kids the way I want to. As I'm going to parent them. I'm going to love them even though they don't always do right. I'm going to love them even though they hurt dad. Isn't that what God has done for every one of us? Isn't that what the word of God says? While we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. While we yet walked away from him, he never walked away from us. While we disappointed, while we said things, done things, spoke things, posted things on Facebook, he never disgraced us. Because that's called agape love. And agape love is not based on performance or even whether it's returned or not. It is a love that gives even when it's rejected. It's a love that gives even when it's hurt. It is a love that gives no matter what happens to them. That's called agape love. And can I tell you that without the Lord, we can only love with a selfish love. That's why there's a lot of people in this world that are not nice, that are mean, that are cruel-spirited because they have never tasted the agape love from God. They've never embraced that. And the only love that they have ever seen is the dysfunctional love that had gone on in their childhood, in their family. And in their environment, and they watched how they were treated and how they were disrespected and how they were uh, uh, punished. And so they started to love and do that the way they were created, phileo love. But agape love says, uh-uh. No matter how I was raised, no matter how I was treated, no matter how many times I've been hurt, no how many times I've been discarded, I'm going to love regardless of the response, regardless of how bad I've been treated, regardless of what she said and what he did, I'm going to love in spite of. And so that agape love Jesus shed when he forgave us on the cross. Somewhere down the road, they lost that loving feeling when they can't love one another. And can I tell you, when you lose agape love, you know what happens? It's easy to get offended. When you only love unconditional, what you've done for me, what you can do for me, 
how you treat me, how you give me a ride. If I ask to borrow $10 and you say no, you cut off. It's phileo love. But if you can learn to get above that, but if you can't learn to rise above that, then it's easy for the Rudy to get offended. Well, I can't believe them. You call yourself a Christian? I've had many people come into my office, and it's amazing. People that have never walked in the doors of this church, that has never once contributed to the kingdom of God, are always looking for a handout. They think the kingdom of God is all about them. They forgot that the kingdom of God is all about him. And I've had many that come in my office and they tell me how great that they love God and, and how they did this and how they did that. And after they give me all that spill, they said, now, I can't pay my rent. I need 50 bucks. And the moment I say, I'm sorry, I can't help you, then all of a sudden their language changes. Their dialect changes <laughs> from a nice Sunday-going individual to a sailor <laughs> that began to cuss me up and say, you're not a preacher. You're not a Christian. Because all they've ever known is phileo love. And when you have phileo love, you get offended. Proverbs 18, 19 says this about an offense. It says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. That's powerful. Because once offense has taken root on somebody, an offended brother is harder to win than a strong city. And so we construct walls when we hurt to safeguard our hearts and to prevent any future wounds from happening. We become selective in who we get close to and who we speak to. We deny entry to all as we fear those who will hurt us. And so we filter out anyone we think that owes us something because we withhold access until these people have paid their debts in full. And we only open our lives to those who believe we are on the same side. Phileo love. Yet often these people who are on our side are offended as well. And so instead of helping, we stack additional stones to our existing walls. And without even knowing it, it these walls of protection have now become a prison to us. And they no longer protect us. For they now hold us captive in a bondage of a prison cell called offense, called hurt, called pain. And now we're only cautious about who comes in. And so we live in terror for we can't venture outside our fortress because the focus of offended Christians is inward. We guard our rights and our personal relationships Carefully, our energy is consumed with making sure no future injuries will occur. If we don't risk being hurt, we can never give unconditional love. Now I realize that unconditional love gives others rights to hurt us. And it's true. Because agape love does not seek its own. But hurting people, or rather Offended people become more and more self-seeking and self-contained because hurting people without even knowing it hurt others. And in this climate, the love of God waxes cold. When you haven't really dealt with the agape love and you are in that prison that you built, because you said, you hurt me once, you ain't going to hurt me again. And so I'm going to build that wall. But the problem is, that wall to protect me has now become the wall of bondage. Because now I'm looking at 
He's out to get me. She's out to take from me. I can't afford of being hurt again because I am now in that prison cell called phileo love. And when I'm in phileo love, then I begin to wax cold from the love of God. When we filter everything through past hurts and rejections and experiences, we find it impossible to even believe God can help break us free. We cannot believe that he means what he says. We doubt his goodness and his faithfulness since we judge him through the same filters we use to protect ourselves from other people. People that hurt us, people that have done us wrong. Can I tell you, offended people will always be able to find scripture to back up their position. They're going to twist it one way or another. They will manipulate the word of God just to justify their behaviors. But that is not rightly dividing the word. Can I tell somebody tonight, you can't use this word to match up your condition. You can't use this word to justify your carnal thinking. This word has got to be a light unto my path. This word has got to be a lamp unto our feet. This word has to lead us. It has to guide us. And it will do that if we let it. This word is designated and designed to change your sinful state. This word is designed to get you out of that prison cell of doubt and confusion and worry and pain. This word is designed to set you free. Can I tell you tonight on a Wednesday night, it has the power to get you out. It really does. It has the power to break open those prison doors. It has the powers to loose the shackles that bind you. But you have to allow this word to work for you, not against you. Because the knowledge of God's word without love becomes a destructive force because it puffs up with pride. It creates an atmosphere in which we can be deceived because knowledge without the love of God will always lead to deception. Isn't that why Jesus warns of false prophets immediately after the statement of many shall be offended? Didn't he say in verse 11, and many false prophets shall rise? And shall what? Deceive many. Because the offended, whose love has grown cold, whose love has been diminished, will be the very ones that are deceived by false prophets. Jesus calls them, false prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing. They are self-seeking men who give the appearance of being Christians in sheep's clothing, but have an inward nature of a wolf. They are cunning and they are crafty. Can I tell you something about wolves? Wolves like to hang around the sheep. They like to prey on those that are on the outside of the fold, that are confused, that are bitter, that are hurt, that are offended. They love to find sheep that have a problem with the shepherd and the flock. I spoke to someone the other day that is not where they need to be. And that individual made a statement to me that while they were out in the world, there were others that have left and said, I told you, that church is a cult. I told you that church. And that individual was quick to say, uh uh-huh. You ain't talking about my church. And you ain't talking about my pastor. Because my pastor has always reached out to me when I've been doing good and when I've been doing bad. But I'm going to tell you, there are people, wolves out there, that when they see you away from the fold, they see you Waxing cold, the wolf comes out 
and says, I'm sorry that you've been hurt. I'm sorry you've been offended. I'm hurt that you were wounded. You don't need to go to that church. You don't have to listen to that pastor. You have to show up on Wednesday and Sunday morning, Sunday night. You don't have to pay your tithe and give your offerings. I mean, pay your tithe to the bill bondsman. Pay your tithes to the Marlboro man. Jack Daniels, drink your problems away. The wolf wants to somehow come to you like he's your friend. But he's not coming to you with agape love. He's coming with you with phileo love. Matter of fact, not even phileo love because he's coming after one thing, to take your name out of the Lamb's book of life, to take your joy away, to get you bitter, to get you hurt, to get you confused, to get you to make up your mind, well, maybe the church isn't the answer. Well, what is the answer? Doesn't the Bible say something like when you see this day approaching, forsake not the assembly of ourselves together. What we need now is not less church. We need more church. And when your back's against the wall and, and, and all hell is coming against you and you're at your wit's end, it's not a time to miss church. It's a time to get to church. Don't send me a message and say, Pastor, just not feeling good tonight. Not going to make it to church. But you show up the next day early for work. Where's your priorities? I understand if a man don't work, a man don't eat. But I do understand if you'll just activate faith and make up your mind, my body may not feel good. I may not be feeling the greatest. But I'm not operating in phileo love. I'm operating in agape love because agape love says this, though he slay me, yet will I trust him in good and in bad. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Agape love says he gives and he takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What we need in this last day, what we need in this last hour, we've got to get a hope of agape love. You don't understand the attacks. You don't understand the obstacles. You don't understand the hurdles and all the stuff that you have gone through and that you're facing. God is saying you don't serve me through phileo love. You serve me through agape love. You begin to give of yourself. And I go back even to that incredible analogy of that woman that in her barrel she had enough oil to do what? Make one cake. One cake. And the prophet said, hey, what you going to do with that cake? Well, I'm going to make it and me and my boy, we're going to eat it and we're going to die. Man, last night we had some good gumbo. I made seafood gumbo last night. I made a chicken fajito casserole. And woo, it was good. And matter of fact, I had some today. I was telling Brother Eddie, I had a big piece tonight. And, and it was so good, I ate it quick. But then after I ate it, I was like, oh, oh, it felt too good. And I don't know. But that lady looked at the man of God and says, I'm going to make the biggest cake I can and I'm going to scarf it down. I, I don't care how bad I feel afterwards. That's all I got. I got just enough oil to make a cake. And the preacher, that audacity of the preacher to say, give me that cake. See, that carnal co-worker and that carnal family member and that carnal friend you got, say, I don't think you should be giving that. Don't you know where you're struggling? 
Is he going to pay your bill? Is he going to pay for that car that you should have never bought in the first place? Cost more than your house payment? Is he going to get you out of debt? I don't think you should do that. That's wolves in sheep's clothing trying to get you offended. And there are a lot of people offended at the very minute thing about the kingdom and that's money. That's what happened with the rich man. Right? The rich man came to Jesus and said, Master, I've done it all. I've done every commandment. I love my mom and daddy. I don't cuss, I don't chew, I don't gamble, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't kill nobody. I've done it all, Brother Rudy. The Lord says, well, one thing you lack, sell all that you have and give the poor. And he couldn't get over that. What's this preacher need my money for? What's this man that's working miracles? I never heard of anybody having to give their money. Well, 411, it ain't your money. You may think it's your money. You may think you got that job on your good looks. You may think that that check that just somehow appeared in that mailbox, you just thought it was luck. No, it was the hand of God trying to provide for you. And that man, the Bible says, went away sorrowful because he had great treasures, great possessions. He had phileo love. He was looking for a seat at the table. He was looking, scratch my back, Jesus. I'll scratch your back. Matter of fact, look at this camel. Look at all the goods I got. I can promote your ministry. But the Lord says, it's not about you. It's about me. And so when the preacher asked to give me that cake, Brother Joseph, Bible says that she just gave that cake to him. I've never seen anywhere in Scripture where she was reluctant about that. But she gave it. And because she gave to the man of God, because she activated agape love, now that money... That oil, that possession was not going to get her offended, was not going to get her a bit bitter, was not going to steal her joy, was not going to steal her victory. But she relinquished that with agape love. And guess what? Every time she went, man of God had it in his hands, and she looked into the barrel, and it never went dry. Why? Because it's agape love. And it may not happen at the very beginning. But I'm going to tell you, if you learn to trust God and you learn to put your faith in God, it may take a week. It may take a month. It may take 10 years. It may take your whole lifetime for God to show the dreams and the prophecies come to fruition. But when it comes, you realize that I got a hold of the right kind of love. It was agape love. And when you get a hold of agape love, you say, I want more of church. I don't care who's preaching. I don't care who's singing. I don't care it's a Wednesday night. He might not even be my favorite preacher. But I got a hold of agape love. And when I get a hold of agape love, I can be what Jesus said. He's looking for men and women that shall endure. Not for someone that's the fastest or the quickest or the swiftest, but somebody that'll make up their mind, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm just going to hold on. I'm just going to keep on keeping on for Jesus. I'm going to learn agape love. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord. I got so much more to preach. I really do. But I feel the presence of God here. Such a mighty way. Because that wolf or that thief cares nothing about you. 
That thief seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. You can't follow somebody because they preach good. You can't follow somebody because they lead good, because they sing good, because they're eloquent, because of what they can give. Because that's phileo. And one of these days, that phileo kind of love is going to get to you. But if you'll learn, God, I understand the thief wants to take this. But I understand your word doesn't stop there. Because your word says, I have come that you might have life. And not just any ordinary life, but abundant life. I'm telling you, the power that you have is in the power of your hand. It's in the power of making up your mind. What do I want? What am I living for? What is really important in my life? Is it my 401K? Is it the car I drive? Is it the associations that I keep? No! What's important in life is Him. That I may know Him. Power of His resurrection. But also in the fellowship of His suffering. Would you stand to your feet tonight? I feel tonight on this Wednesday night that there's some of you that have been hurt. Some of you have been wounded by others. Some things that are really better left buried. But the problem is that some of those hurts, they don't stay buried for too long. Because the moment you see that individual, that moment that memory comes back, I know what you did. I know he loves me. I know he forgives me. But I just can't forgive you. Can I tell you? You should never let an individual hold you captive over an offense. You should never let anybody's actions, whether how long, how brief it was, should ever hold you captive. You're a child of God. Your worth and value does not come in anybody in this world. And that's a tough statement. I love that woman dearly. 22 years of marriage. She's put up with me. And sometimes, Sister Lisa, she'll laugh at one of my jokes. She used to laugh at all of them. Somehow or how another, she just doesn't laugh at all of them now. Once in a while, she'll laugh. But I love her. But my value and my worth does not come from her. I want her to love me. I want her to like me. But she's human. And her value and worth does not come in me. Even though that I think she's exceptional. That she's incredible. But here's the truth. People will let you down. Family will hurt you with words. Friends will say things. Money, fame, fortune will never give value to you. Because the moment that stuff is gone, your value loses. But if you'll reach up to agape love, you'll understand your value and your worth and your self-esteem comes in Jesus Christ to a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. To a God that has never lost a battle, never got weary, never had to take a time out, but a God that has loved you even when you were not lovable. He showed you agape love. And he's calling every one of you tonight on a Wednesday night to wake you up and say there's a danger of waxing cold. Waxing cold is phileo love based on what I can get. But agape love is faith. Because I believe that's what the Word of God says. Without 
faith. It's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. But also believe in the love chapter in Corinthians. He talks about above all these things, we need to put on charity. Put on agape love. Pastor, how can I do it? You do it how he loves. Pastor, how can I forgive how he forgives? The closer we get to him, the easier it is to love everybody else. Would you step out of your pew tonight? Would you just kind of line this front? And I want us tonight on a Wednesday night, I know we're not shouting, I know we're not running, but I want us tonight to really search our heart and search our spirit and find out if there's anything in us that we've held on to. Hurt, pain, offense, bitterness, something someone said or how you were done wrong. And I need you on a Wednesday night to let that go. And say, God, today, I'm walking out of that prison, shaking off the shackles. I'll no longer have that bondage of fear, bondage of worry and confusion. But I'll walk in tonight under agape love, the true love, unconditional love. And if I can get a hold of that unconditional love, then I can love everyone else. I can love those that have hurt me. I can love those that have offended me. I can love those that disrespected me. If I can just get close to you, I can help those around me. Search my heart, God. Search my spirit, God. Forgive me, God, for hanging on to things that I had no business of hanging on to. Forgive me of stuff, God. They got sideways at. Let me learn to walk in the fullness of this life. Let me learn to cling and to embrace into a love that endures unto the end. I want to be saved. I want my home saved. I want my family saved. Help me, God. Baptize me afresh. Baptize me anew. With that agape love. Come on, that's it. Let some things break tonight. Shake some things off tonight. I'll not be held captive over the past any longer. Coming out of this. Coming out of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, Lord, for the Oh God, when it's all about you. Oh God, it's all. Let me be a lover of people. Jesus, let me be a lover of people. Back to the heart of Teach me, God. Teach me that agape love. Teach me that unconditional love. Baptize me with it. I'm sorry. Saturate me with it. It's all about you. It's all, all about, about you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. Coming out of it, God. When it's all Coming out of it, God. It's all coming about out of it, God. you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you. I can make it with you, God. I trust in you. I put my faith in you. It's all about. Put my confidence in you, God. 
Hallelujah. I'll trust you, God. I'll trust you, God. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. There are power. There is power in words. I say it a lot, but it's true that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And there have been people that had words spoken over them when they're five and six years of age. And now they're in their 50s and 60s, and they still remember those words. Those words don't define you. God defines you. And if God can love you, see something? What we need to do is we need to take a trip down memory lane. Remember what it was like before God saved us. Remember the heathen we were. And if God could forgive you then, God could love you then, then you ought to forgive and you ought to love as you freely receive, freely give. Learn to be a giver. Give out love. Give out mercy. Give out grace. Give out compliments. You don't, you don't have to speak fluff. Don't say things that, you know, you don't, really believe but find something you like I mean look at Prince Edward say Prince Edward I love your shirt you make me smile makes me smile look he put a smile on his face put me a smile on the face you speak nice to somebody it comes back you get what you give and if all you know how to do is give judgmental things guess what judgment's coming back Ain't nobody got time for that. God, we love you today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you for that agape kind of love. I pray, God, that you'd saturate us and you'd baptize us afresh and anew with that agape love so that we go out to the highways and byways and we could tell them about you. Tell them about a God that loves us. Tell them about a God that believes in us. Give them favor and give them protection. The power of the authority in the name. In Jesus' name, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Find two or three people, love on somebody, and say, you make me smile. God bless you.